0: um adam is not here in the room with me but he is here with me on the phone he's currently in the dr with our team for with casas por cristo um and just want to go ahead and introduce you adam you here
1: yeah hey guys i'm here i'm here
0: yep so adam I'm in the dominican republic yep and he, you're you're where you're in the back of a, a restaurant right now
1: i'm in the i'm in the back of a little hut type restaurant um on, right off of the beach, right off the ocean. Um, I have no idea what city I'm in, though, or what province or what state or whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, we're about two hours away from where
0: we were building. Got you. And you, you—I mean—you know more than I do. So you guys are building, built a house for um, a pastor of a church that you know there. Yeah, and got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so it's pretty sweet. So Casas Por Cristo is the organization we're working with. Um, we that's, we only have two international partnerships in our church, and uh, um, one is Casas Por Cristo, the other is Compassion International, and so um, the Casas Por Cristo works directly with um, a team of local pastors in the area, local Dominican pastors, who have various different churches, and then those people in those churches, um, you know, the pastors choose which ones, which families need homes, and then Casas partners up with them to actually build the home for the family. Um, which is completely life-changing and, and, you know, affects the entire community. Um, But it's all done through the local church, which is amazing. So we're just kind of holding up the arms of the local church. But there's a pastor here. His name is uh, Adolfo, and his wife's name is Rosa. They have a little girl named Deborah and a little boy named, uh, excuse me, a teenage son named Antonio. And he has now built um, probably 15 homes for other people, other people in this church, when he did not have a home himself. Wow. And so we get the privilege today to build Adolfo um, a home. He is a 57-year-old pastor, and he does not have a home of himself. And so at any moment, you know, at any moment, he and his family could could be forced to move from whatever place they're being able to borrow at the time. So this is absolutely life-changing for this pastor, and the entire team of pastors and um, the community, the folks that work with CASAs, the locals, Um, they're all just ecstatic that Adolfo and Rosa are receiving a home. So we completed that home yesterday, and we dedicated it last night with worship and prayer um, and some preaching and teaching. We presented them with the keys, and um, uh, my my daughter Olivia is here with us. She's 14, and she painted a picture of Adolfo's favorite scripture, and we put it on the wall. And um, We've got a team member here with us, Billy Hodges. Um, Billy is a woodworker. And so he he makes and brings a cross out of black walnut, which is actually a very rare wood, expensive wood, and puts on every house on the outside. So we went, did all that last night. and It was
0: absolutely amazing. Wow.
1: It was absolutely amazing.
0: And you were saying that yeah. this pastor, um, when he's been helping out other families build their houses, he's been jumping from uh, congregations, yeah. uh, like family, family yeah. in the congregation from house to house, right? Yeah, basically, if, he, if we were in America, we would consider him. He's been jumping from couch to couch. Yeah, you know, from different people's houses.
1: But but his whole family has. But, he's, but there's no couches here, so we, literally, he might have somebody that has a house or some sort of small building that they'll allow his family to stay in for a while, and that could be a couple months. That could be six months, um, and then when it's time for them to do something else with it, they just have to find somewhere else to live. Mm. And he's been he's been utilizing all his resources to making sure that other people within his congregation and in the other pastors' churches congregations have homes. Um, And he's been trusting in the Lord. Matter of fact, last night at the dedication, he told a story that when he was much about 15 years ago, um, he was trying to talk to people about building a house, and he had this man tell him, you know, you don't have a house, and you're never going to have a house. Um, You're never going to have enough money to have a home. Um, And it was just a moment where he... Could feel God saying, "No, you're going to be still and know that I am God." Mm-hmm. And so He's been waiting patiently on the Lord with no, you know, no presumption, just knowing that God is going to provide at some point in time. Continuing to do His ministry, and what's even more beautiful about it is that He, He, and uh, was called to plant this church. So, so they just planted a new church in the middle of a neighborhood, an area that nobody is reaching, a very bad neighborhood with no church. And so this man has not only been not having a home and building other people's homes, he has been building God's church, and we got mm-hmm. to stand in that. He's been utilizing resources to build God's church instead of his own home. Wow. Um, so it's just an incredible, incredible moment, um, you know. And that we—he'll we, he'll, this home that he's in, he'll live there till he dies. And so uh, yeah. it's just an amazing, it's just an amazing thing. Um, wow. He's so proud, they're so happy, um, and all he's concerned with is, is that now he'll be able to really focus on. And his family is able to focus on the church and reach really people of Christ.
0: So, wow, it's absolutely incredible! Wow, <laughs> that's that's encouraging for me to hear. Yeah, um, so
1: there's like a team of there's like a team of thirteen of us. This is our smallest team, you know, with COVID and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a small team for us, but uh, the the Dominican folks and people that you know have received homes, people part of the church, or the Christians, um, and then people in the community who are not Christians yet. Pitching in and helping because of how significant Adolfo and his wife Rosa are to the community. Wow, um, so it's pretty pretty amazing.
0: That's incredible.
1: It doesn't it doesn't get much better than that, folks. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. And uh, uh, we just get an opportunity to really hold up his arms, you know. And so, yeah. um, not as much about you know, it has nothing to do with us showing up and building a home. Um, it has to do with with us being able to lift up these local pastors because they're showing the tangible love of Christ to people in the community through through them receiving a home. Um, in this particular case, it just happens to be a pastor. But all the other families that we built for before have been families within the local church, the congregation, um, some of them new Christians, some of them been for a while that don't have homes, and their pastor is saying, we're going to build your home. And wow. then so the whole community wakes up, the whole community just wakes up and sees that um, in a pretty tremendous way.
0: Yeah. I know, um, I mean, just kind of going with along of uh, the theme of our podcast, Adam, um, I know when we see or grow into another culture that is still Christian, but it's in a different setting, like either that be Japan or that be Mexico, or you know that even be in a different state, um, culture's different, um, but we're all united in Christ as the Bible teaches us. Absolutely. So I, I I wanted to ask, what are some things that you've learned? Um, from seeing other brothers and sisters that are in Christ, um, but of a different culture.
1: Hold on one second, I got the little track. Can I ask you
0: that again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the question was, you know, we, we there there are many brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. We all live in different cultures, though. Um, so, what is something that you've learned um, by going into this new culture and getting to meet your brothers and sisters, but it being a different culture?
1: Oh man! It, it it just shows you how universal the gospel is. Um, it shows you how, uh, and and not just the gospel, but how universal life is. Um, that we are absolutely all the same. Um, and it is absolutely amazing how you can communicate with people, even though it's a different language. Um, mm-hmm. Us worshiping last night, we were all singing the exact same song, just in different languages. Wow! Um, and you know, no one even had to to to, to do it. So we. Last night, we sang um, Olivia, my daughter, and Chloe, um, one of our worship leaders, and Stephanie, one of our worship singers. Um, they led the American part, the English part, of um, the song Evidence. You guys can look that up if you want to. And I think it's by Josh Baldwin. And so we were singing Evidence, and the entire, <laughs> the entire Dominican group is singing the exact same song um, in Spanish. And so... You know, it's just there's just a universal, but then also just love is universal, care and concern, um, hmm. It just blows my mind to see that.
0: Well, wow. you know,
1: to, to see to see the fact that um, people are we are all the same. There's some various nations, there's some differences, but we're all the same, and basic needs are basic needs. Um, I will tell you though that the Dominican people are some of the hardest working people I've ever seen. They are incredibly um, uh, happy and resilient people. Um, you know, They don't have a lot of the comforts that we have of life, but they actually seem much more content and happy. And so, you know, just something to be a little bit different. But, you know, I'm, we're, we're spending time with people and connecting with them deeply. Like I'm thinking of a couple of people right now on a deep level this week, and we don't speak the same language. We're not even using the translator, you know, we can just connect with things. So, um, it's pretty amazing. And then, you know, the word, I want to do a podcast on the word amen at some point, because it's actually a pretty incredible process of how the word amen has, um, and we can go all the way back to how it was originally translated to Greek. So I don't have time to do it now, but it's pretty cool. And so you can watch, you can watch people know exactly the same moment that we're all saying amen. Um, (laughs) It's just really neat, you know? yeah. um, and you know, children—children children are children, and they—they they love to play and they love to hang out. And you know, uh, there's just a value in all that stuff. It's just absolutely tremendous. And I mean, we're all the same. We're all the exact same. You can see that um, that every single person, no matter where they're from, um, are all made in the image of God. And we're so ridiculously similar. And I think it's crazy that we, as humans, allow so many things to. To separate us when really there's not very many things different
0: at all yeah um not at all you know pretty yeah. tremendous yeah it makes me think of the scripture like you know the god god is the god of jews and, and, and gentiles you know there's absolutely there's Definitely. no difference between oh he's the god of you know only america or you know a lot of americans may think that you know we live in the promised land um I guess another yeah, question I had. Yeah, we definitely do not. <laughs> yeah, that's not what the scripture means. Um, I guess I just want to ask, what what are, what's something cool you experience? I know on these mission trips, you come back. I know for me personally, when I've gone to other countries, I come back with, man, like these people are super thankful or this. And like, I'm not like, and I've, I've learned to humble myself or learn to be more thankful or see something in a different light. So I guess the question is like, is there any new perspective you feel like you've learned while being there, um, with yeah, that congregation? Absolutely. A-
1: absolutely. Like I- I'm thinking about in particular, um, how no matter what, no matter where you're at in life, no matter what season you're in. And I think we as Americans can really learn this lesson that, um, it is it is inside of you to give. God has created you in His image as a giver, and so you always. Everybody has something to give, and that's a, that's the motto actually for Crosses Per Cristo. Is everyone has something to give, and so these people are constantly serving us um, with uh, food as we're feeding the home. They're cooking these phenomenal meals for us. They, they don't, you know, the vast majority of families here live on two hundred dollars a month. Wow, um, two hundred American dollars a month, and so to feed a whole slew of people is pretty significant. Um, everybody has something to give and that's something that I I want to remember, you know, my own life that no matter what I think I'm struggling with or whatever. I feel like my deficits are, um, I am made to be a giver. We are made to be givers and, and we always at any moment have something that we can give. That's something that's changed my life. And then, and you know, just a rerouting for me, um, back to what church planting really looks like. Um, like, this is so cool. So we're going we're gonna to start teaching, I think, I think in about a month and a half or so. Um, and we're going to start a teaching series just quickly through the short um, book of the Bible, Haggai, which is a minor prophet. And in the book of Haggai, um, God chooses the prophet Haggai to tell the people that they need to um, stop worrying about their own self and build God's temple. And so it's like, hey, all you're doing is worrying about your own house. Let's build, Let's build the house of God. Well we we took a trip, real quick trip to Adolfo's church that they're building and I'm standing in the middle of this building literally with a man who is doing exactly what the prophet Haggai was telling him to do. Um, he's placed his own needs aside and he's building the church of God first and, and that priority in his life. Not just the church, but you know, the church is so much more than a building. Um, that, that the gospel is so preeminent. It was just, for me, it was like a rooting back to what if I, st- I could stand in that spot and, and I knew exactly what he felt and where he was standing because we stood at that exact spot when we planted Union Church. And for me, it was just a call to get back to, you know, because it's been a hard year and it's been really easy to be distracted by the inconveniences of the world. Um, but at the end of the day, the gospel still here. Jesus is still on his throne. And people need the love of Christ, and there's no other way in this world you get love like you do to Jesus. And just kind of root back to what it really meant to say, you know, I'm laying everything everything that I have is at the disposal of the gospel moving forward. And I needed that wake up call, you know, in my life because I, I got distracted this year. I bet, I mean, I'm sure you guys listening, uh, a lot of people probably have as well, and complacent and pessimistic, you know, that things are. Yep. not going to get better they're not going to change or that people don't want to be here you know and church attendance you know across the world is declining rapidly since covid and then um, actually before that and, and you know it was rooted back to no 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 god's still in charge his his plan to reach the world is still through the local church and we need to buck up you know we need to we need to we need to, we need to pull our boots up put our big girl bridges on big boy bridges on and get back to to what is most important um and that was a big wake-up call for me, standing in that church, watching that man telling me about what they were doing from the ground up with absolutely nothing, um, and that they were meeting in, you know, meeting on the road outside every single week. It's just, just phenomenal. Um, it's even hard to even put it into words.
0: Hmm. Wow. That's really, really awesome. Um, yeah. On a, a personal note just for you, Adam, is there anything that happened or a conversation you had or maybe a story um, that you're kind of coming back to the states with that um, you just can't wait to share with others.
1: Yeah, that's the one I've been telling is a big one for me. Um, I'm excited to share it um, and just talk through that idea of, of literally watching that scripture like come to life. Um, but you know, the, the, there's so there's so many little things along the way. Um, you know, like standing with a group of people. And saying God is good in their language, and them saying back all the time, and vice versa, and us kind of exchanging that—you know—it's just universal. That was big for me. Um, I want to—I want to—I want to say it in Spanish, even though my Spanish sounds like a really bad uh, redneck version of Spanish. Um, <laughs> uh, and then you know, just and the children, some some instances with kids that have happened. Um, just watching the children, just absolutely like when when Deborah received her bed, we, we got we made we put a bed in the home for the little girl Deborah. And when she saw her bed, the look on her face was priceless. Um <laughs> and it, it just it, it broke my heart and then it inspired me at the same time, um, to see a child who has not had a bed. Get a bed. Yeah. Um it's it it's just mind blowing. And then you know, some some things that have happened with our team members, some growth that I've seen happen there. Um you know, some people who, you know, came to experience it and get out of their shell and what they instead found was the absolute move of God. Um, you know, and I think, I'm going to cry talking about it, I think to, to watch, to, to make, for us to get outside of our comfort zone and God not just to meet us for what we expected, but to meet us with an absolute move of the Spirit. Um, we were standing there at the beginning of the dedication of the house and one of the local pastors who's friends with Adolfo, the pastor we built for, he starts praying. And then Dominicans start praying. And we have no idea what they're saying, but you could feel the Holy Spirit just moving. And at that moment where I went, man, I feel the Holy Spirit moving. The wind just ripped through where we were. And then all at the exact same time, this whole group of chickens Jumps up in the tree, starts to roost in the tree above us in the middle of the day, almost like they were coming to see what was going on. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. Like it was like almost like the it was like the personification of when uh, Jesus told us, you know, we don't we don't worship; it's alright. The rocks will cry out. I mean, it was literally yeah. like yep. all of creation was, couldn't help but respond in that moment. Wow! Um, and it was tangible. I, mean, I could I could taste it. I could feel it. You know, I could touch it. Um, wow. And, and I had no idea what language it was and it didn't make any difference.
0: Wow.
1: Um, the spirit was just rolling through there. And One of our guys on the trip, his name is Billy, he's a godly man. Um, very, very connected to the move of God and the spirit of God. And you could just feel, I, I was talking to Billy out there, and like, man, did you feel the spirit move through there? I felt this, this, this. And I was like, I felt the exact same thing. You know? it, it was just tangible um, in the moment. Just absolutely incredible. That's probably my that one I got to figure out how to put it into words, right? But it was just an incredible move of God that did not need, it did not need words. You know, it did not need anything. It was just a He's here, He's with us, and uh, and He is moving in a mighty way, and He has everything at His disposal. Um, you know, my we were going around at, at one point just with our group doing a devotion one night and sharing um, you know a scripture that has really moved us. And the scripture for me recently is from Psalms and it it talks about the Lord owning, um, you know, he's the guy that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And in that moment, I could almost feel uh, God showing me, you know, that, yes, I have everything at my disposal. Wind, Mm -hmm. Americans, chickens, housing material, everything. It's all at my disposal. Hmm. So it was just incredible. Wow. Probably my most, probably my most favorite. That moment, that's one of those moments that are still processing through, you know. Um, yeah. And I and I don't want to, I don't want to get my, uh, I don't want to get my human brain around it. My, my human brain can't, f- can't fathom it. I want to be able to just kind of um, know that I saw God and I cannot, I cannot put it into words. Yeah. Um, there are no words to describe it. Wow. So pretty, 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 in, in, you know, just intense for me. Hmm. And the whole team. I mean, you know, oh, you yeah. know when you watch, you know, another one, when, when you watch, when you watch a grown man, you know, 57-year-old grown man crying, receiving the keys to his home and saying, my Lord told me, Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. And he said, I've lived my whole life, that I'm going to be still and I'm going to know he's God and he's going to provide. And he did. He does, hmm. and when you when you watch that, when you see that, you know, there's just no question. I know we all have doubts, and we all have you know questions and things like that. But there's no question that God exists, and there's no question that He's in charge of absolutely everything, and that He loves us and cares for us. In, in in the with with no you know, the circumstances are different for everybody. and Circumstances aren't aren't circumstances aren't the constant.
0: God's the constant. Yeah. Wow. Dang, I wish I was there I'm with not, you guys right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, ma'am. I know. Absolutely well, incredible. We're actually working on. We're working on a fall trip. Um, our goal this year was to do two. COVID kind of squeezed that a little bit, but we're still trying. And so our goal is is to take another group in um, the fall. And um, you know, we got our we got our you know some folks that work with Casa here that i consider our missionaries like um got in josh is the director of casas in the dominican republic um actually i'm gonna try to get him on the podcast um tomorrow and um and you know he's a missionary that valerie and i support directly personally um and they're just doing an incredible work um just incredible work and it's all about you know it's all about equipping and holding up the arms of the pastors in the area Mm -hmm. and the churches who are reaching people for christ so Um, you know, and then, you know, them telling us stories, you know, like last night, um, one of my other friends here, uh, pastor here was telling me about the people that have been coming to Christ during the, during the Corona, during the COVID. Um, and you know, even though they're, even though they're down and, you know, facing the same stuff that we're all facing, you know, people are coming to Jesus and not just in America, not just the Union church, you know, all across the world. And it's just another example of it.
0: Hmm. So. That's awesome.
1: Well, anyway, I'm going to have to get off here, I think, because I'm yep. going to get out of my spot. So, uh, Gotcha. Hey, thank you so much for letting me call in, and uh, I appreciate everybody, and just keep praying for us. And we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to try to you know, buzz in maybe tomorrow or something. We'll see, we'll see what we can do.
0: Okay, sounds good.
1: All right, Bye. guys. Thank you so much.
0: We'll see you, Adam. Bye, right, man. Bye. Well, guys, thanks for joining in for this episode of the Messy Walk Podcast. Um, it was a really great and splendid time to be able to call Pastor Adam and see what they, uh, you know, they've been doing in um, Dominican with pa- Casas Per Cristo. Make sure to go follow us on um, Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts. We're on both of those. Um, one, you can subscribe; the other one's follow. I don't remember, but if you do he will notify you whenever we have a new episode every Wednesday come out. Um, we also are on Facebook and Instagram. It's just The Messy Walk Podcast. We have some new stuff coming up, so recommend you guys go and follow us there. Make sure to tune in next week where um, I'll be talking with Adam or he'll be interviewing people. We don't know yet, but make sure to tune in for uh, the next episode, and we can't wait to talk to you guys again. See you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on The Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a great week.